Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. All right, another edition of First and Pod. Danny Parkins, Andrew Filipponi. Thank you for subscribing, rating, reviewing. It helps us out. A great deal uh, every week, every game, every team after an overtime win for the Chiefs over the Titans. You know, it was one of those games, one of those weeks, Pony, where I always try to judge the slate uh, ahead of time. What a great 1 p.m. Eastern window with a ton of teams on a bye. Like it did not look on paper like it was going to be a great week. This was a great day of football. Well, the two big juggernauts in the AFC. Uh, were tested and one won, one one escaped with a win in overtime, the other lost. And so that's really, I think, the theme of this Sunday. Chiefs survive, Bills don't. And for the Chiefs, they were lucky that they got Malik Willis because I don't think Ryan Tannehill is a top 10 quarterback. But if Tannehill plays in that game, I'm fairly convinced that the Titans win. Now, maybe Kansas City you know, isn't as sloppy or they don't, uh, take their foot off the gas as much at times in that game uh, and get their act together defensively in the second half against Derrick Henry. But they won that game, not only because of the magic of Mahomes and the runs he made and the two-point play and all that, but they won that game because the Titans are playing a quarterback right now who, given their lack of receiver talent, can't do anything but run the ball. So it, There is so much about that game felt like if Derrick Henry was completely right, he would have had 27 or 37 carries and not 17. It just felt and I think like, eight in the second half and overtime combined. Eight in the second half. Yeah. it. So, so something was not completely right there because some of the play calls and the decision-making to drop Malik Willis back, you know, was just baffling, yeah. both in terms of clock management and risk management uh, for the game at the end of regulation, especially it made, it made no sense. Like they, they brought back a, a win uh, in regulation opportunity for the chiefs in that spot. And I mean, Kansas city dominated yards, time of possession, first downs, Mahomes did something that had never been done before in NFL history, 400 plus passing yards, 60 plus rushing yards and, and a rushing touchdown through the ball a career high 68 times, but wasn't that effective? Like that was a very, very weird game that, I mean, the Titans play them tough, but uh, I feel like if you're the Chiefs, it's just survive, advance, escape with a win. And it almost feels like it counts for two because of what happened with Buffalo. Yeah. and, And the two best teams in the AFC can't run the ball or don't want to the Chiefs and Bills. The Chiefs can't score from the one yard line without doing something weird. Like having a backup tight end come under center and quarterback sneak it? Yeah, just uh, 
they, they didn't do anything to address that. And, but you don't know if it's going to be their Achilles Hill. It hasn't been to this point, but it, it's, it's hard to watch. Well, Singletary got hot for Buffalo last year late. Yeah. It was great. And Kansas City, when they won the Super Bowl, Damian Williams came out of nowhere and probably should have won the MVP of that Super Bowl. So it can happen. But both of those teams are extremely one-dimensional right now. And that's great. You've got Josh Allen and weapons and Patrick Mahomes and weapons. But, man, you go seven straight possessions without points if you're the Chiefs. Uh, the Bills were getting Josh Allen hit today, and he wasn't on his game. Like, for the overall health of the NFL, great day. I mean, just an awesome day. Because it doesn't seem like a two- or three-team race anymore to me. I mean, it, I would still say Bills one, Chiefs two, Eagles three. But this, the gap doesn't seem as big as it did before the games were played today. Yeah. And you can call me prisoner of the moment, but that's just how I feel right now taping this. Yeah, which, I mean, it, that's kind of the, the nature of the beast, doing it twice a week and every game and all of that. It, you're going to be a little prisoner of the moment. It, uh, it definitely feels wide open. This is clearly not the best version of the Chiefs that we've seen in the last five years. Buffalo, it feels like it should be the best version of them that we've seen in the last five years. But Josh Allen makes mistakes in big spots. They are they're not they don't operate smoothly, especially down in you know the red zone and inside the 10 yard line. So there's an Achilles heel there. And Philly, Jalen Hurts is not proven in a huge spot. So it does it does feel wide open in both conferences and in the on the AFC side it feels like they could play 10 times and each side would win five and yep. maybe give the slight edge to the home team, but it's just going to be who has the ball last. Like that, that's how it feels right now, which is great because we're at, we're officially past the halfway point of the season and it feels wide open, which is exactly how the NFL is designed to, to make it feel. But I mean, I can tell you this chiefs fans are going to be feeling very good about, the fact that they escaped with that win and Buffalo didn't, yep. they're not going to be afraid of anybody. No. You know what I mean? Like they, they, they believe they're the Super Bowl favorites uh, Monday morning. Yeah. And I think the Jets Bills game, which will, you know, piggyback off of the Sunday nighter. Yeah. If you're, you know, if you're a Buffalo fan, you're going to go to bed and say, what, we're not allowed to have a bad game. You know, we're not allowed to have a game where we don't play well. Because even the Dolphins game that they lost, they had all those yards of offense they dominated time of possession and they just lost in kind of a fluky way today they got beat beat it wasn't a blowout it wasn't embarrassing but the Jets defense was the best unit on the field in that game um if you're the Bills I think the Jets now are the type of team that has a little bit of a Jags in 2017 vibe to them where it's like do they have enough playmakers on defense where despite the fact that their quarterback is a liability on any given Sunday they can hold you under 20 points pressure your quarterback into mistakes and win an ugly game and their quarterback Zach Wilson didn't make the he rebounded beautifully from the Patriots game he did not make the horrendous turnover and they needed to go the length of the field to score at the end of the game, and they did. So yeah, w like w w Wilson had the fumble, but didn't have the pick. You know, didn't throw the back-breaking interception and made a couple of nice throws on the last drive of the game. Yes. So he has to feel great. Jets fans have to feel great. Their defense is incredible and young. So. I almost want to go more big picture with the Jets of just feeling like if Zach Wilson is legit and they have one more decent offseason, I mean, going into next year, and I know that's premature, but we could even do it in the context of this year. Like before this year, we were saying AFC West, one of the best divisions preseason that we've seen. Now, AFC East, Bills, Dolphins, Jets, 
and the fourth team is Belichick. That's unbelievable. Like, if we were power ranking divisions before this season started, how many divisions do we even get to before we mention AFC East? I mean, we would have said it was top half, probably, but not definitively. It's just, it's a, it's such a testament for like predicting the schedule and who's going to be good and who's going to be bad before the year. The yep. AFC East has come out of nowhere to be unbelievably compelling and competitive. Yeah, and I think the Wilson thing, it's a great situation for a young quarterback in that, yeah, he's in the New York market, but their defense is going to help him. And they ran the ball better today. They do have playmakers on defense, or on offense, excuse me. They seem to have managed Garrett their Wilson's off- good, by the way. Yeah, they've managed to... I think remedy their offensive line kind of on the fly this year where it was atrocious at the start of the season. They've had injuries and they've somehow pulled it all together. So they're, they're a team that, you know, if I'm on a, on a, on a wild card weekend, they could lose by 35 points or they could knock somebody off and maybe even win two or three playoff games. So that's for Jets fans that haven't made the playoffs since 2010. That's awesome. I still don't know if they found their quarterback, but this is a step in the right direction. I Speaking of what, what, one, one quick gambling thing here. Yep. I, I haven't seen the odds update yet a, a, after the game, but doesn't it feel like offensive rookie of the year is wide open? No, I think it's over. You think it's over Damian Pierce? Yeah. No, Walker. Kenneth again Walker. today. Yeah. Went off okay. again today. Garrett Wilson, man, coming on. Well, Kenneth Walker, every time he starts, goes over 100 yards, and the Seahawks are everybody's favorite team right now, including yeah. yours. Yeah. I'd be <laughs> I'm gonna be very interested in that. Like running back running backs, man, can fall off quick. So I I I'm with you, but Brees Hall got hurt. Uh, a lot of running backs the rookies have been producing. Garrett Wilson, dark horse guy. I, yeah. I, I I agree. Walker should be the favorite. Pierce is right there, but it's a wide open market. And it's interesting that it's no quarterback. Packers, Lions. Yes, sir. Is Aaron Rodgers washed? It's the first time I'm willing to entertain it. And I think that their season is over. And I definitely think they should trade him in the offseason. And that's just an unbelievable place to be for a back-to-back league MVP who signed the contract, had all of the drama, and said he was going to retire as a Packer. It's just sad. Like, watching Brady at the end is one thing, but he's 45. To go from back-to-back league MVP to halfway through the season asking if the guy is washed, it doesn't make any sense. Like, physically, there's no reason for that to be the case, and we can explain it away with Devontae Adams and injuries and guys not performing and all of that. Now, he wears plenty of it. He was awful again today. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that he gets none of this blame, but, like, if he's going to keep playing, I want to see Aaron Rodgers in a competitive situation just for, like, the sake of the NFL and the sake of the old guard. I don't think he's washed, but it's a fair question. Uh, I think he is. And I don't think any. How do you explain that? How does he Because he's old and because because Tom Brady has ruined the quarterback paradigm because he was good. I, I think he has. I think that it always used to be that guys fell off in their late 30s. Many times it happened in the blink of an eye. I'll give you a perfect example with where I am. Ben Roethlisberger, not last year, but two years ago, was great for 10 games. Could have, well, they were undefeated, looked like he could win the MVP, had over 30 touchdown passes, and then in the span of a month, looked like he couldn't play football anymore. And then the next year, he basically just had to throw the ball two yards every play and just battle his ass off through a season. It happens. But, you know, we just think, oh, okay. Brady did it. Drew Brees kind of did it. Favre sort of kind of did it. So Aaron Rodgers won back-to-back MVPs. He'll do it too. I don't know. I mean, the commitment level isn't there with him. Well, that's the thing. 
That's the that's the thing. I because because the other guys it did like that you're talking about, it felt like they dropped off physically. And when I see him throw the ball 60 yards in the air, it doesn't feel like he's physically dropped off. And I know but, you don't like talking about what he says, but he snapped after the game about like yeah. you have second thoughts about retirement. That's a doth protest too much comment from him for me. Just like I, way, way over the top about it. It's a totally fair question. And when you answer it that way, it actually has the reverse effect. It makes me think that you're taking it personally because it's actually true. Uh, I mean, it was a great question. Even even if it's a little bit of a gotcha question in the moment after a game, it was, it was a great question. And I think the Russell Wilson, uh, Matt Ryan, even though they're inferior quarterbacks, I think that and the personality and the baggage, I don't think anybody's going to want to trade for him and give up much. Well, I give up much is what is is one thing, but just like are the Packers gonna bottom out at the end of this and and just look at it as an opportunity to move on and be like, okay, we're bad. Never mind. We made a mistake here. It's time to Who wants him. Dude, some team that will would take a flyer on on Aaron Rodgers next year. I, I can't give you a team. I mean, I guess I could think about it, but um, I mean, would, would it would Atlanta want him? I wouldn't. I'd rather go young quarterback. But if they're not going to get one of the top three quarterbacks in the draft because they've won too many games, win. I think division, I'd rather. I think I'd rather. I think I'd rather try Ritter for a year and hope he's the next Jalen Hurts, similar style quarterback, and then well, go into well, the draft. Do that if that doesn't work. They yes, should, they, they 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 should do that now for sure. But I I, I think Rodgers. I don't think we've seen the last of Rodgers playing relevant football, but they're certainly no longer relevant this year. And I'll tell you what. Here we go, baby. He has arrived. Higher up in the rundown maybe than it should be. Call it biased. It does not matter. Are you on board? Even though he cannot, never has had a 300-yard game, could not even sniff 200 passing yards. Are you on board with the arrival? of Justin Fields' single-game NFL record for rushing, rushing yards. yards by a yeah. quarterback today. Yeah, I knew you were going to have, like, an orgasmic reaction to that. So I was bracing myself for it all day that that was going to be. Dude, I don't even think unbelievable. It is for you. It, it 100% is your lead topic for five days all week. Yes, but I don't. But I don't even. I I don't think it's the for for our purpose. I don't think it's the biggest thing from that game at all. Get the fuck out of here! I'm serious. He had four touchdowns. I know he did. The biggest the, winner. The, the rest of the rest of that class is terrible. No, and no, no. I'm not. He looks good against Dallas. He looks good I against agree. the Patriots. This this is this is the arrival of a young quarterback. Well, I think kind of. I think he's. It's a huge jump from what we thought about him a month ago. But the biggest winner today by far in the NFL is Miami. By far. Because Kansas City looked bad. Buffalo lost. And they scored, I know, block punts in there. But they scored 38 points with Tua again. Again. Waddle, big day. 35-32. There was was the block punt. Yeah. But still. Yeah. Like. He hasn't lost. <laughs> the, Bear, the Bears' defense is atrocious. Well, they traded Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn. I understand that. But, I mean, I don't think people were going into this game thinking that Tua was going to. The I told you last play. week, my bet of the year was the over. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I didn't listen to it today either. You I weren't on Pan- it? No, I had the Panthers today. <laughs> Tony, it went off at 46 oh, I know. and a half. I know. I did not have a good I NFL had it day today. Three and a half on the pod last week. I know, dude. That was oh God. I gave yeah. it out and everything. I know that was a tragic, tragic, tragic decision by me today. That was the easiest bet of the year. The forecast turned in our favor. It went exactly how I thought. All right, it was I'm going to ask go. you what. I'm going to ask you the ultimate question on Fields, and don't no. give me some bullshit pro Chicago answer. Yeah. yeah. Fields or Lawrence. Fields, you're high. Maybe <laughs> you can't prove that. 
Uh, do you want to say one more thing about him? I'll give you one more chance to gush. Equinemius St. Brown. Dante Pettis. Fifth round tackles. No first round picks on offense with him. Chase Claypool, two catches, 13 yards. That's right. Darnell Mooney, fifth round undersized dude out of Tulane. <laughs> okay. And he's doing this. Yeah. Back to back to back. And yeah, the Washington game was bad four games ago. But look at that second half against the Vikings five games ago. This is, this is, he's turning a corner, man, with nothing yep. around him. And, and look, it's not a finished product because the passing is not there. He's, he's doing it in a way that is not sustainable long-term, but the bears have never had a quarterback this exciting in my lifetime period. That's that, that is a thing, right? Not there. a very high bar to clear. We're talking about Kyle Orton's and Rex Jay Cutler and Eric Kramer. I, I understand that, but still, still it's the, it's the most exciting. I would quibble with the Cutler thing a little bit from 2010, but that's okay. I'll let you have yeah. your moment. But he, but he, but he had Alshon Jeffrey and Brandon Marshall and Matt Forte and Martellus Bennett. Yep. And they traded for him when he'd already been on a Pro Bowl with Denver at 24 years old. Like, you know what I mean? Like that was that was a different thing. This is your guy. You drafted him. You're developing him. You're with him every step of the way. And oh yeah, by the way, he's likable. Cutler was never <laughs> likable. Well, in his own quirky way, I kind of thought he was. Rams Bucks. More about Brady's comeback or the Rams loss? Uh, it's more about Brady's comeback because of that division and the fact that they still, like, Tom Brady still has a real shot at a home playoff game and that he had another fourth quarter comeback with under a minute to go where it was just surgical and Scotty Miller was Wes Welker and it was just, it was kind of nauseating, frankly. Mm-hmm that he at 45 is still able to do that. Just so cool, calm and collected. Uh, you know, the national media will fall all over itself to show those highlights a thousand times in the next 24 hours. I mean, the Ram- the Rams are cooked. They're, they're, their season's over. And that's yeah, that's why champion. I disagree with you. Yeah, I get it. I, I, I get it. Uh, but they're still, they're still the champs. Well, but, but I think that there's bigger... I think there's going to be bigger questions about the Rams in that what about their coach? What about Aaron Donald? What about Matthew Stafford? What about the fact that they've mortgaged so much to win now? Like, what is actually the state of that franchise? It's fine if if in a defensive Super Bowl you fall way short because you just won it. But does their coach want to keep doing this? Does their star defensive tackle want to keep playing? Is their quarterback getting close to the conversation that we're having about Aaron Rodgers right now? He was drafted in what? 08, 09. He's no spring chicken. He's had elbow injuries. Um, You know, that's, that's my big thing with them. Like, well, yeah, it, 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 it all should be. I, I assume the answer just like in rapid fire succession would be McVeigh is back. Donald is not and Stafford will stay and is going to be defiant and we'll see what they do around him. But dude, there was a report this week that they were, they were the team that was trying to trade two firsts for Burns, the pass rusher from Carolina. Like that is insane that they are just going to keep firing on this core as long as they can. I was very disappointed with McVay at the end of the game today. I mean, what a soft, I get it. Brady's been terrible all day, no touchdown drives. But just run Henderson, jet sweep cup, run Henderson, punt. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? He's not good at it. Like McVeigh is an unbelievable play designer. It's third down. You've got I, I Matt know. Stafford and Cooper Cup. Make a play. He he's but he it's it's weird. His reputation, and I fell into it early with him too, but like anyone who actually watches these games and gambles on him, he's not an aggressive in-game coach. Nope. It's so weird. 
basically none of them are honestly <laughs> like, like uh, they're, they're all just versions of soft conservative coaches but mcveigh is like the most disappointing of all of them. let's go to a mcveigh disciple vikings and commanders Another one possession win for Minnesota. Kirk Cousins is practically naked on the team flight going back to Minnesota, full of himself at seven and one. Where are they in your power rankings? They top five team? Buffalo, Kansas City, Philly, Dallas. Miami. And then on a neutral field, I think San Francisco beats them. So I'd say no. I'd say no. They, Why would they, you, they, Miami almost beat him with Skylar Thompson and Bridgewater? Yeah, yeah, my right, Miami. Yes, yeah, I mean Cincinnati. No, I, I, I think that they are a product. Seahawks of, or Vikings? I'd love to see that game, wild card round of the playoffs, Saturday at three twenty-five. Okay, so who are you saying? You know me, man. Fighting Geno Smiths. The fight. The fight. I just. The Vikings should be good. Their record suggests they're good. And then when you watch them, you know that they're not good. There's no scenario that this team is winning the NFC, much less the Super Bowl. There's no scenario where it exists. Do you disagree? Um, I know this is weird to say about a 7-1 and one team that has won with smoke and mirrors, but I would actually buy stock in them because I don't think they've played very well. And unlike some of these other teams that have won that way, like the Giants, I actually think they're a good team. Well, they have the they have more talented what I mean. players than the Giants. Right. Sure. That's what I'm saying. So they've actually won with talent, but they haven't impressed. And I think over the second half of the season, they could. Like they banked wins that they had no right getting. If it clicks for them, I know what it looked like in Philly. I don't think they're going to go back there and win. Well, right. That's but, the thing. Hey, like, 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 okay, what 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 does it clicking look like for them? Like they they hang their hat on Dalvin Cook, or they're an explosive offense. Like they're an explosive offense. An explosive offense. Yeah, Justin okay. Jefferson. Come on, I mean, that's not out of the question. They got good offensive tackles. They got a hell of a running back. They got good wide receivers. They've got a good tight end. They've got a decent quarterback. They've got a good play caller. I mean, everything offensively. I'll believe it when I see it. Um, see, okay, I'll give you the same question. Seattle, Arizona, how far can Geno take this team with a fourth straight win? They can win a playoff game. But you think it's going to have to be a road playoff game because you still like San Francisco to win that division, right? Yeah, they, but they, dude, the NFC is not... There are four or five teams at the top, four or five teams at the bottom, and a huge middle class of the NFL that is separated by a touchdown or less in the point spread, home or away, home field advantage has never mattered less. Like it is a it is a wide open league by design and Seattle can run the ball and they have a very dangerous quarterback and they believe and they have they have big play capability. So they Why can, didn't you talk me into betting them to get to the Super Bowl? Because I had them to make the playoffs at 18 to 1. That's a great bet. Why didn't we do like a, hey, man, hey, wait a minute here. Like maybe one win into this four-game winning streak. Take them at like 50 to 1 or 60 to 1 or something like that to win the NFC. Why didn't we do that? I don't know why we – I mean, what, what, do you, what do you think they – what do you think they're going to be Monday morning to win the NFC? Uh, probably like between 15 and 10 to one, uh, maybe not 10 to one. I say probably like, probably like around what I got them to make the playoffs. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They're, I just pulled it up there. They're 14 to one to win the NFC. Yeah. I hate that bet. I can't make that bet. <laughs> well, because like, okay. Do you, what I want to see from Seattle is, do, do you think they can do it against a very good defense? I think they're, well, I was just going to flip it around and say, I think their defense has gotten a lot better. It, we were it, saying it, a while ago that it was like no resistance whatsoever. That Early they were just in the season. fun team to watch. Yeah. Now they can stop people. Yeah, no, early in the season, that certainly was uh, the case. Well, so like, let's, let's pull it up. 
when do we get to see? Well, they're in they're in Munich against Brady on Sunday, and Tampa's defense can still be real. But so like, so Denver in the opener, Denver's defense is good. They scored seventeen. San Francisco in week two, their defense is good. They only scored seven in a loss. Atlanta's defense, trash. Lions defense, trash. Saints defense we thought was good. They scored. Trash this year. Right, trash. They scored 32. Then Arizona, Chargers, Giants, Cardinals again. Four straight wins, no good defenses. Tampa this week in, in Munich, like you said. I guess that that's a test, but... Well, that's weird thing. Unbelievably long mm-hmm. flight. Then Raiders, Rams, Panthers. We don't get to see them against another defense that we think is really good until December fifteenth against the Niners. Like, I want, I want, to, I want to see. Man, this team's going to win. They're win ten games. So the really good defenses in the NFC are Cowboys, Eagles, Forty ers and I guess a tier below that, Bucks. So those are really the four. Right. So, that, so I mean, so I, I guess if you get to see the fourth best defense in the NFC this week in Munich, we can at least call that a test. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's just such a weird game. That's such a weird game for them. What's the look I think they can, I, I mean, I think that I'm going to be very tempted to bet them on the money line in every single one of their playoff games. Oh, I'll be right there with you, buddy. <laughs> uh, Seahawks all right, plus, next. plus one and a half right now, Tampa. Plus one and a half. Uh, next game, Colts and Patriots. Your thoughts on Belichick getting to the halfway point above 500? Well, you said he was senile at the start of the season. Yes, because, so of, the, because of the Joe Judge, Matt Patricia offensive coaching. So, yeah, I guess I'm a little Fiasco. more interested in your thoughts uh, on, on that. But it's 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 masterful, obviously. They don't have any offensive talent to speak of. Today was a dominant defensive effort in a spot where, you know, they are always dominant. Young quarterbacks, uh, especially ones with no pedigree, have no shot against Belichick's scheme. And Ellinger, poor guy. Uh, 15 to 29 with a pick. Have you seen a weirder box score? Patriots total yards, 203. Yeah, Jones's line doesn't look good at all. Colts total yards, 121. They had nine sacks, Patriots. The the Colts were 0 for 14 on third down and 0 for 2 on fourth down. They didn't have a single third or fourth down conversion in the entire Mm-hmm. football game I don't know if I've ever seen that before it almost feels like Belichick has deliberately tanked his roster so when he wins he gets all the credit I, I mean but he spent he's all that six, money in free agency he's once I know he's won six Super Bowls it's like eh, you know what I'm in for a new challenge let me see if I can make my team as bad as possible and still find a way to make the playoffs with it it Colts so, so rushing yards, passing yards, both teams, right? So Colts rushing, Colts passing, Patriots rushing, Patriots passing. The only unit that had over 80 yards was Patriots passing that had 133 passing yards. Everything else was 40, 43 passing yards for the Colts, 78 rushing yards for the Colts, 70 rushing yards for the Patriots. That's one of the worst offensive games of all time. Well, I mean, isn't it isn't it kind of crazy how you look at the Patriots and you'd say, "Oh, given everything you just said, they have a very like thin margin for victory." And their last month, they either yeah, blow it, they either blow a team out or they get blown out by the Bears. Yeah. Uh Browns yeah. game blowout. Uh Jets yeah. second half blowout. Lions <laughs> blowout. Colts blowout yeah it's if if they have to play from behind they have absolutely no shot but if they get up early it seems like belichick can can control you defensively. and i don't know if it's more a testament to his good coaching or everybody else's bad coaching (laughs) that's totally fair you know dude 
I I agree with you completely. Are there more good quarterbacks or coaches in the NFL? I think it's quarterbacks. Yeah, so do I. And I don't think there's that many really good quarterbacks. Let me ask you about Chargers Falcons. Ask me. Uh, uh, what would constitute a good season for the Chargers? After a win today, they were down double digits. They won the game 2017 without Williams and um, Keenan Allen. What would constitute a good season after all of us picked them, all meaning like the smart NFL media, to win the Super Bowl? How do we like water down expectations for them and say, hey, Chargers, good year, when in August we were saying this team's going to win the Super Bowl? What's a good year? Winning a playoff game. Missed the playoffs entirely last year. Decimated by injuries to like five of their top eight players. No shot to win the division because the Chiefs exist. Uh, Very tough on paper schedule. Bad loss early to Jacksonville. Um, You're already talking yourself into just saying if they make the playoffs, it's a good year. No, 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 no. I mean, I said I answered it. I said win, win, win a playoff game. The rest of the schedule is their next two weeks are at San Francisco and then home against Kansas City. So they're five and three right now. They very easily could be five and five, and like so. So it's no lock that they even make the playoffs. So winning a playoff game, given the hand that they were dealt and the schedule that's in front of them, and their quarterback still isn't playing healthy. I think winning a playoff game is a, is a successful season. Would you take them in Baltimore Wild Card Weekend? I'd probably take the points. Yeah. No. Would you not? No. No. I would not. Would you take him in Tennessee? Yes, and you'd lose that game probably. Henry yeah. would go for 270. Yeah. I'm never betting on Tennessee. You know that. I thought I mean, you said you love Tennessee tonight. Did you take them or did you not? Because oh, the no, Willis no. I, I, I did. I Yes. I Okay. Yeah. To, to win anything meaningful. But no, I, this was a this was a great spot for them tonight. That's just that uh, number was that number was ridiculous. I think if they make the playoffs, even if they lose, it's uh you know, given all their injuries, pat on the back. Let's well, yeah, but you don't think that they get year. any criticism. What what would you say is a good year, though? I think they got to get to the AFC Championship game, but that's not happening. It's not happening. Yeah, that is not happening. But I just, you know, if they have one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history from a physical skills and tool standpoint. Wait, Justin then... Fields is on the Chargers? <laughs> Fields or Herbert for the next 10 years? Herbert. Yeah. But it's close. Um. Let me ask you about the Raiders and Jaguars. Uh, they blew a huge, Vegas blew another gigantic lead today. And Josh McDaniels is still never going to get any heat. Okay, so I was going to ask you about that. Do you think McDaniels gets a pass because of the wake of devastation left by the Mayock Gruden administration? Like, they were picked to finish in last place by most experts. That's where they are right now. So, you know, conversely from the Chargers conversation, like, maybe people didn't think their record would be this bad, but the Raiders pretty much are what many thought they would be, dead last in the AFC West. So, Yeah, but they were supposed to be dead last in the AFC West is like, a nine win team, not two and six with a couple of 20 point blown leads. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean doing that, they did it to Arizona and to Jacksonville. That's humiliating. I mean, my thing is like, who is there to put heat on them? It's like, it's a, it's like an oddly anonymous franchise. They're in Vegas. They're the Raiders. They're historically relevant. But for some reason, it doesn't seem like anybody cares. And they have star players. But they just don't move the needle. 
mm-hmm. nationally. Like the people on the national t- shows just don't talk about them for whatever reason. But he's a high-profile coach. It's a fairly high-profile quarterback with a high-profile wide receiver in a sexy market. Like this is a colossal failure by the Raiders. I think that Carr, from a number standpoint, when it's all said and done, because the extra game and the era of football we play, we have now, he's probably going to go down as the quarterback that throws the most passing yards without ever winning a playoff game. And I don't even know if it'll be particularly close. Yeah, I mean. He started every year since his rookie season. So Stafford got the monkey off his bag, obviously. He had the one injury. That derailed yeah. their best team, but he didn't really. That was late enough in the season where he didn't lose games, like as far as like missing out on a volume of games. So he's always healthy. He puts up pretty good numbers every year, not great but good. And it's just it. It seems like it's never going to happen for them. But I will say this at the halfway point of the season, and you can re- mark this down, and we'll remember this when we do our season preview for next year. The Aaron Shots of the world, the football outsiders people, the 508 people, the Nick Wrights, the Mina Kimes, they will all pick the Raiders next year. And here will be the logic. Look at their record in one possession games. They were the unluckiest team like in the history of the NFL. They blew leads. Look at their yards. They were much better than their record said. And they'll go from like 6-11 and 11 and they'll flip it to 11-6 and six next year. I think that's what will get said about them. Well, they need to prove to me that they can be well coached and that they can execute a game plan and they got to get their, make their lines but, better. They, but need, last they year they did the opposite. They had like the greatest record of all time in fourth quarter and overtime games where they won all like three point games in fourth quarter and overtime, won every single one and made the playoffs that way. And now it's gone all the way in the other direction for them. I want to see if this team, I, I, I think at that point about the offseason is totally salient. I I want to see if they have any heart and fight left in this year because they are talented and they are relatively healthy. Colts, Broncos, Seahawks, Chargers, Rams, Patriots, Steelers before Niners and Chiefs to end the year. Like, why can't that team win four of its next five? They absolutely, they, they, they absolutely should. They absolutely should. They like should. It, 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 there's no reason other than they're just not that well coached. Uh, right? It was 20 points against the Cardinals and it was 17 points against the Jaguars today. That is unacceptable, man, when you've got a veteran coach and a veteran quarterback. That should just not happen against bad teams. And it's now happened twice in half a season to the Raiders last one before we get to the Monday nighter Bengals and um and and Panthers I like when Burrow even against a team that's planning for next year I like when Burrow reminds people every once in a while like hey quit talking shit I'm still here you think I can't play without Jamar Chase watch this I know Joe Mixon had five touchdowns. I was going to say, Burrow had 200 passing yards. Yeah, I know. But it's just, to me, it's more like the leadership vibe with him. It's the intangible thing. You know, like, okay, we're going to win this game with our running back. We haven't run the ball well all year. I'll, If we need to play that way to win, we'll do that. Well, I, did, well, I, I just, I, I really love him. And I do think they're a dark horse in that. He's not going to be intimidated by anybody in any situation. Buffalo in a playoff game, I don't think that bothers him at all. I love uh, the dude. I'm such a huge I, I fan love, of his. I, I, love, I love him too, Fields or Burrow. Fields or Brady? All time. That's an excellent question. It's <laughs> an excellent question. They say that Fields Brady's the greatest they say that Brady's the best QB sneak quarterback ever until Justin Fields came around. Uh, I, listen, I'm with you. I think the Bengals are scary when healthy offensively burrow. Uh, 
we talked about their weapons all year. Mixon was great. Higgins is great. It, 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 they have a very, very high ceiling if they can protect their quarterback and they can scheme around good teams as elite pass rushers. Uh, Carolina's getting the number one pick, right? They're, they're winless the rest of the way. Mm. The, the, ske- the schedule isn't very hard, but they have a lot of rollover in them. Uh, Atlanta, Baltimore, Denver, Seattle, Pittsburgh, Detroit, Tampa, New Orleans. You don't think Houston gets the first pick? Houston seems to play hard, man. So what? So Houston's Houston's one six and one. So Houston would just need to win one more game, and then the tie would take them out of it. I think Darnold probably plays for Carolina next week. So the other two, the other two win teams are Detroit, Vegas, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, and then Houston is one win, and Carolina is two wins, and Houston the rest of the way, Giants, Commanders, Dolphins, Browns, Cowboys, Chiefs, Titans, Jaguars, Colts. No, I, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say Panthers get the number one pick. All right, I'll say the Texans. Okay. Um. All right, Ravens and Saints, Monday night. And Mark Andrews did not make the trip down to New Orleans. Do you think Baltimore deserves to be favored? I think the Saints are going to beat them outright. Does that answer your question well enough? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Um, I mean, I know it's just a point and a half or whatever on the spread, but this had pick them to me written all over it. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really get why, what Baltimore had done. Do you think Smith, here. you cover him. Do you think you covered him? Do you think Smith just slides right in and plays like 75% of the snaps in this game for Baltimore? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's going back to a three, four, which is what he had been in every year of his career until this one. So he should be totally fine with it. Do you think he makes them a substantially better team? As much as uh, inside backer, like however much you think that that can make an impact, right? He's, he's one of the best tacklers in the NFL. So So is he Luke Keekley? Yeah. Yeah. The, The only thing Roquan hasn't done is force the fumbles, get the interceptions, sack the quarterback, which is huge, right? The the game changing plays. He does have a couple of picks uh, this year, but like he has one forced fumble in his career. So he only has seven. Uh, I think it's it's what seven interceptions, one forced fumble in four and a half years. So he hasn't made the game changing plays, but the guy's like the best tackler in football. I get nervous. I, I've seen it here with the Steelers when, you know, you're a franchise that's a linebacker franchise and the Ryan Shazier tragedy happened and they've been like chasing that player ever since. I feel a little bit of that with Baltimore and, and with Baltimore in the post Ray Lewis era. Like, wh- why did you draft Patrick Queen then? What am I missing there? Isn't he supposed to be that guy? Well, Why want, do you need to trade? They want, they want two. They, they want Erlacher what's and Mal- What's Malik Harrison? What is he then? Just a dud? He's just a jag? I mean, I don't... How mu- How many times are you going to keep throwing money, at in- to your point, at inside linebacker? Well, I mean, that that's this isn't why... The, this isn't the AFC North in 2008. Well, I, that, that, that's why I liked the trade for the Bears. It was a very polarizing trade here. Because well, you you traffic and polarizing. You love polarizing. Well, so do you. But my point <laughs> is, is that it was Bears fans love middle linebackers, and he is their best player until Justin Fields, obviously. Uh, and but it's not a premium position. Do you really? I mean, he's facing a franchise tag. But what what, what Baltimore did, which is really savvy, I think is they gave up a second and a fifth for Roquan. And the immediate reaction was like, oh, wow, they're going to trade a second and a fifth and then also pay him $20 million a year? 
No, they're probably going to just let him walk and then get the comp pick because they're not going to have a ton of money to spend in free agency. Well, they and still so have to work out the tag situation with Jackson too. Well, right. Well, so, th- so that's what I'm saying. So, so they'll get a third round comp pick for Roquan. So they give up a second and a fifth to have Roquan uh, for this they, year. And then they'll get a third round pick. Whereas the bears would not get a comp pick. They fetishize the comp agency. picks. The Ravens, like Peter King writes a column every year about the Ravens and comp picks. Yeah. <laughs> it's a smart, it's a smart way. So, I mean, it's just, it's, yeah. it's not on paper. It's like, wow, they gave up a second and a fifth. You were talking about why de- uh, demand all those resources for it. I think they looked at it like, it's not going to be that much draft capital to get. I mean, he was an all pro linebacker mm-hmm. last year for this year's playoff run in an AFC that's dominated by offense. Now, granted, it's dominated by passing offense and Roquan is a a menace against the run, but he's still a damn good player. All right, Danny. All right, Pony. Thank you to Spencer Ray. Do you think we lived up to the week that was in the NFL? I felt like this wasn't our best work. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a shot at me because i was in charge of putting together most of this i know you really no 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 it's a shot at me you carried me today you carried me today i'm gonna be much better on thursday i'm happy that you said this at the end of the podcast and not right at the beginning at least we've learned that lesson you didn't start by saying well this is gonna be one of my although that would actually get me to listen probably longer if you yeah. started by saying, I think I'm going to absolutely suck. You know, Kornheiser always show. says, like, we'll try to do better tomorrow. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. All we're right, going to do better on Thursday. I'll see it. See it. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company.